0: Now this is sounding like um like an audiobook for two year olds. This is an apple. This is a banana peel. It's very useful.
1: <laughs> All right, Joel, you're taking it too far.
0: No, we a hundred percent just talked about banana peels for ten minutes. This is reconceived with Ben and Joel. I am Joel, and I am Ben. Um, and this week we we wanted to well, I guess this month now. Whoopsie daisy. Uh, we we wanted to try something a little different again. Yeah, because yeah,
1: what is reconceived if not constantly reinventing itself?
0: Absolutely. If we get into a rut of how we think this 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 show should be run, I mean we'll probably find a healthy amount of consistency that's uh, comfortable to listen to. But we would also be neglecting our own values as a podcast. So we're not going to do that.
1: Yep. We're not going to stand for that mediocrity.
0: No. And I want to have conversations with my friend, Ben.
1: And I also want to have conversations with my friend, Ben. I I mean,
0: Joel, I don't blame you. Ben's way cooler (laughs) dude than me.
1: (laughs) There are lots uh, of people named Ben.
0: That that sentence went way better than I thought you were going with it because for a hot second, I thought you were going to say, yeah, there's a lot of people that are cooler than you, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I heard. Um, but, but uh, yes, there are many people named Ben. Yeah, so go ahead and tell us about what we're going to try to do this week. So what we're trying to do
1: this week is we're trying to break apart the research no that's not quite what i mean we're trying to break apart the episode into before and after the research we do on the topic because shock surprise sometimes we actually do google a couple of things and what we would like for that to do is show you what it looks like to change your mind maybe in small ways maybe in big ways as more information gets uncovered and hope the hope is that Through the talking before and after we've done all the hard work, there will be more dialogue about not only the actual topic itself, but the process of learning about it and how our opinions have changed. And rather than just asserting that, we can document it. And I think that's what's really interesting.
0: Mm -hmm. So what that means is that there's going to be a little bit where Ben and I, we haven't done any research yet. Mm -hmm. We have not done anything. Later on, we will have researched our topics and found out stuff and shared it with you and have conversations. I know. It's not just going to be us being like, this is what I found out about molasses. Molasses. (laughs) Everyone knows that molasses is sticky and slow and you (laughs) may be bored to death, but did you know it actually killed people? That's right. And, um... (laughs) and we're not going to do that. It's going to be conversations. Now I want to do an episode about molasses though. Cuz it I did mean, kill like an entire town. That
1: that I've heard that story and that's that's so bizarre to me.
0: Yeah. It, it's fantastic. Google it. Um and so now anytime I think of molasses, I think of my grandma and then just an entire countryside demolished. Um so Ben why don't you go ahead and tell me what you are planning on researching?
1: I am planning on researching pottery. That is Ooh. my planned topic.
0: Okay. So so what what made you... We've
1: had clay pots since, like, forever. Yes. You know how the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered? Those had been around for mm-hmm. 2,000 years plus, And lo and behold, they were in clay pots. Clay pots. And you have stuff dating way back from ancient Egypt. And guess what they have? Clay pots. Clay pots. And they've been around for so long that I wonder at some point how, why is that so ubiquitous? And what has the process of modern pottery looked like? Because there are still potters today who do things. Mm. How different Mm -hmm. is it now versus how it was then? What's gotten Mm -hmm. better? What stayed the same? What techniques have we lost? Because there are some craftsman, artisanal techniques that just get lost with time as the circumstances around which they were discovered no longer exist. And so this one weird particular technique for dealing with humidity is, oops, we don't need that anymore. And then suddenly forever it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And what did the final products look like? Do we think of Egyptian pots as they were actually experienced? Or have things changed so much over time? Most
0: people think this pot was made to hold water, when actually it was just a rad hat.
1: Have you ever heard, I don't want to name any particular YouTube channels, but there are YouTube channels who do um, video essays that sound almost exactly like that. The cadence is that almost verbatim.
0: Oh, wait, I think I may know... I. I feel like I know which one you're talking about. Um I'm going to cut this out. I'm going to hang on. I'm I'm going to replace the name. Um but is it
1: incorrect opinions?
0: That that is
1: one that I have seen, but that's not actually the one that I was thinking of.
0: Okay, which one were you thinking it of? It
1: was um
0: barely audible. No, I haven't I haven't heard that one.
1: So, video essays unless it's by a very experienced recorder almost mm-hmm. they have the same cadence so they can be drastically different voices and recording qualities but they all sound like this but once yeah, okay, upon a time yeah there
0: was that tell me okay so are you just going to be looking into the history of pots and then its usefulness or are you going to be also looking into like uh the the artistry of pots and why pottery is still like whether or not there are people that are i well, <laughs> well I was going to say potheads but that's something completely different <laughs> um where it's just like they they are just super huge fans of pottery to the point where it's just like well you could just get your average bowl from a local dollar tree and then eat your soup from some filth or you could get artisanal handmade bowls you know it, like I guess my main thing is is there a super technical nerd culture behind the art of pottery now and um what like w- w- if so what makes pottery distinguishable and rise above other pottery
1: Hm so having done absolutely no research I am 100% confident there is a ner- nerd culture around pottery That is how human beings work. And the reason I know that is every grandma has fine china. Why does that exist? Why are there so many different kinds? Why do people prize it so much? Well, because there's something to it. Because there's an artisanship behind the paint, behind the shapes, behind how much work it is. Maybe the thinner you can get it without breaking it, the higher class it is because it shows you're just that much better than everyone else. I'm mm-hmm. just from that, I am confident that pottery continues to be I mean, not everyone I'm sure is a snob, because I can't imagine that craftsmen are generally pretty cool people. Craftsmen and craftswomen. I mean craftspeople, if we want to be, you know, gender sensitive. Because they're so they're working with their hands so much and that doesn't involve the same snobbish part of your brain as like being a lawyer.
0: Wait, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Wait, hang <laughs> on. Wait, so... The sh- the schnobby bits yeah. of a human being are not connected to the hands.
1: I think the more you work with your brain, the better you think your brain is than everyone else's. The more you work with your hands, the more you think your hands are than everyone else's. And because we don't okay, associate so, so, so identity with hands... Crafts people tend to be less arrogant
0: all right i i feel like if you are going to be looking into this then then i would suggest just note take like a little tally for extra credit taking take a little tally on the thought pieces and the the comments that you see and like you go to Reddit, you find a pottery subreddit, you know, and just take tallies of just like okay, nice and genuine people versus like pretentious jerks.
1: Hmm, that'll be an interesting tally to keep.
0: Because because I like our preconceived notions about like art like artisanal or artisanal endeavors like these. It seems like we're quite different. I feel like pottery people are going to be even more schnobby because you have, because you have that like level of just like, this is the, they are super knowledgeable about this highly specific thing. um And, and so like, whenever that is going to come up, you know, they're going to be like, you know, that that's barely even pottery, you know, hmm. but at the mm-hmm. same time, At the same time, this is something that literally everyone and their mother and also their baby has used. Um, Everyone has used a bowl. And it is everywhere. And that has been true for as far as recorded human history is available. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, I mean, heck, even some animals use, like, makeshift types of pottery and bowls. And so it's just like, I, I... I feel like they are going to be way more pretentious and I'm very very interested to figure out which one of us is right
1: that's fascinating and that's why we do the pre-research conversation so we can figure out stuff like that I never would have thought yeah. to pay attention to that
0: Yeah. It, ultimately I don't think it matters it's more so just a matter of me being right and I want I like being right you know it's really fun uh, yeah is there anything else with pottery that, that like you're thinking about really looking into
1: Nope, more sort of the history, um, not so much about the methods now, because I don't think that's quite as interesting. I'm more interested in how they've changed over time, if at all. And then, now that you've mentioned it, the current culture around pottery.
0: I feel like pottery, in at least some historical contexts, would just kind of be the layman's work. You know, Hmm. how we we, like we now think of construction workers, where it's just like it's a necessary thing to provide uh, this manufactured product that doesn't need and shouldn't have any artistic freedom. But, you know, people do it and we appreciate it. Not enough as we should, but we appreciate them. Now, though, that we have robots to do a lot of the work now, it's Hmm. just like when the people who are doing the pottery, like, they they do it with intent, not out of in- essentiality.
1: Right. We don't need people actually making bowls anymore because we can get robots to do it for us. I wonder how that's changed things. What are you planning, Joel?
0: Well, I went back and forth on several different ideas, but... I think I finally decided I want to look into the history of um, the American system of measurement. I think it's called imperial ah, system. I think so,
1: too. Mm-hmm.
0: Because, well, okay, what 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 are your thoughts on the imperial system?
1: <sighs> Who the heck came up with it and when?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I, I have
1: no concept for how old it is or, like, what it consists
0: of. Yeah. Um. And, and, like, for me, obviously, since I live in America, that is what I've known. Um. And, but, like, regardless of that, it's just so... The, the more that i thought about it, the more it's just like, yeah, why? Just why any of it? Why is a foot... 12 inches where did those words come from why do we have yards which aren't like fully a foot it's like kind mm-hmm. of three feet which is also kind of a meter but not exactly and then miles like the the only Amer- like the only metric that i have for understanding any of that is when it comes to a marathon. And why mm-hmm. that's called a marathon.
1: That's it. Right. Like how long? Did they have miles? Did the ancient Greeks have? I don't, that's, I don't
0: know. No, I don't think so. I think, I think they had. I don't know what they had. So what then what would they mean, have they
1: called would. it? How would they have known that it was the same? Because wasn't the marathon instituted after Euripides actually did the 26 and change miles? I thought yeah. that they were, that was like commemorating his famous run that yeah, these athletes that, then did it.
0: As as far as I know, that's that's what happened. Which, by the way, that is a really garbage way to start out, uh, like uh, a a tradition where it's just like, hey, hey, you guys remember that one dude that like <laughs> ran all the way to someplace and then like told us a sentence and then collapsed on the ground dead? Dude, we should do that for fun. we could do that that and we could just like help like three children go to Disneyland you know we could do it for charity it'll be fun that's just
1: we have better shoes now which actually does make a significant difference and we have better nutrition and it probably is a little better roads and stuff
0: we also aren't in the middle of uh crossfire
1: being without that is probably helpful
0: yeah yeah but, but yeah, I w- I was just driving down uh this the street the other day and I I was on the interstate and I just saw the mile markers. I was I was just reminded by it's just like I have no idea why those numbers mean anything to me. Why am I accomplished when I have have run 1 mile and then defeated if I can't if I stop at 0.9 miles, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's and, really and interesting. Why, why do we value, like, if, if there isn't any good reason for the arbitrary numbers, and if the whole rest of the world uses the metric system, why do we not transition to the metric system? Hmm. And instead of complaining about it in middle school on Tumblr, I'm actually going to do research and try to find answers.
1: That's a really good reason to do the research is because you're frustrated about something and instead of complaining, you're finding out. Excellent. I yeah. approve. There's, I was listening to one podcast by a, an engineer who is a professor of nuclear propulsion. Um, Sorry, go on. Yeah. He would have students complain to him, hey, we should use the metric system. It's so much better. And then he would, his immediate response, which I found very interesting was, okay, so tell me your height in centimeters. And they're like, "Uh, what, what, what do you mean? He just said. And his answer wasn't, ha, got you, you idiot. You don't actually know the metric system because you're not a real fan. His response was when they didn't know it in centimeters. He said, humans like to deal with a certain range of numbers. So if we get numbers that are too high or too low, we don't like it. So we adjust our scales as necessary. So if everything around you is of a certain size, you want to measure it in such a way that it will be 8-ish or 7-ish distance units where you want it to be uh an understandable number that isn't too big and isn't too small and that varies meaningfully so you don't want to be making tiny adjustments all the time you want to be making you know adjustments of one or two and because mm. of that we have different measuring systems for different applications
0: okay that is really interesting because that kind of ties into something that i had forgotten about which is celsius versus fahrenheit mm-hmm. um and, and celsius it's very like mathematical in smart where the freezing point of water is zero degrees and the boiling point of water is 100 degrees that makes sense right but for fahrenheit if i remember correctly the basic idea of the person who who uh developed fahrenheit which i assume his last name was fahrenheit mm-hmm. um but but the person probably uh, the the idea was that zero degrees would be like the 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 coldest that like you can kind of picture reasonably everything else is just like as equally cold and then a hundred degrees is like a hundred percent hot you know and so that's why like the perfect day is like kind of sixty eight where it's just like mm. it's warm enough, so that like you don't shiver, but you still have that coolness around you, right? To uh to to not mess you up, it's not make you sweat like I am now because it is definitely a hundred percent hotness in this. World.
1: <laughs> it is. It's intuitive, which means that it's not mathematical.
0: Hmm. I think I, I I have a feeling because. I have a feeling that there probably isn't like a really true good reason mathematically for any of the imperial system. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's going to be something that is going to be very important. The idea that, um, in what is intuitive is not mathematical because, Mm -hmm. you know, mathematical, the, the, The idea of categorizing our world through scientific means and understanding numbers through math, it helps helps us understand how everything functions, but it's very, very difficult to to create an artificial system to replicate the natural world. Hmm. You know, that's why pi, the the number pi exists. It is an infinitely long number, and yet that is something that comes up time and time again the oh 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 the no not zarf help me out here there is a specific principle that occurs constantly in nature the ziff ziff mystery I've never heard of this okay it's so cool essentially what happens is um you, you can see this in the most common words used in the English language okay hang on let me let me some of the most common words the be two of and a in that have i it for not on with he as you do okay okay the second word b is used half as often as the hmm two is used half as often as b Of is used half as often as to. And, like, it continues down where the next word is used half as often as the next one. And, like, it it, it doesn't just appear in that. It appears in super specific vocabulary. So, if you, like, counted how many times each word was used in, say, Pride and Prejudice. Right. Something similar to the Ziff mystery would appear. And it appears in more than just words it appears in nature as well in systems that appear to be random it, it it's everywhere and no one knows why it happens i'm not sure
1: how that connects but i'll see if i can make it do so the metric system is somehow better than the imperial yet the imperial is what we came up with before the metric system
0: wait what did we do oh yeah Wait, Imperial's older than metric?
1: Much. Really? Mm-hmm. The metric system was designed in the Napoleonic era. We've had foots and yards and feet and yards. And all manner of things way longer than that. And the, the reason I know that is because the metric system is a determinate... It's roughly... Based on the circumference of the Earth, a quarter of – I forget what a meter is, but it's some small fraction or it was supposed to be some small fraction of the curvature of the Earth's surface.
0: And so yeah. everything was
1: supposed to – night. the idea was nature was supposed to fit nicely together. And so if you just break everything down into – things that are divisible by 10 then poof you just multiply everything by 10 and all of the world just magically fits together huh the thing is i i don't think that nature is base 10 even though humans Mm -hmm. are so Mm -hmm. multiplying things by 10 that's not what god did when he made the earth but that's what we tried to do when we made the metric system and that's why the metric like why does it make sense to measure my foot size determined by the curvature of the earth it doesn't because that's not how it was designed to be.
0: A counterpoint very few people's feet are actually a foot long.
1: This is 100% true. Yeah.
0: I guess I, 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 but, but, in I, I see what you were saying, where it's just like metric is easier for humans to translate in thought, but feet and inches is something that is more intuitive to how we inherently experience the world the 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 thing is though that could just be because we're american and we grew up with that kind of imperial mindset you know Hmm. for for people who who were born and raised with the metric system like of course they're 3.5 you know that's actually a very tall person wait Um,
1: there may be some truth to that, but I am also of the opinion that humans are a lot more intuitive with numbers than they are mathematical with them. But researchers would ask a bunch of unschooled children, what number is between one and eight? What what number is exactly in the middle? American kids would tell you four. But these kids, I don't remember if it was two or three, but it has to do with the doubling effect mm -hmm. because the... This one, is also
0: in a Vsauce two, video. Two,
1: yes, that's that's where I originally found it. Then, two is a lot further from one than eight is from seven, so maybe that the metric system is actually more of an imposition, and the imperial is closer to what we just sort of naturally came up
0: with. I think we should get out there and and find out, friend.
1: This has been Reconceived, the first part.